Hello there, this is Jason Dees, and this is the Think Through It podcast. Think Through It exists to help people think through the big questions of life and culture. On the Think Through It podcast, we'll be talking with friends, cultural influencers, and forward thinkers about the things that all of us need to be thinking about. Today, I'll be talking with longtime friend, theologian, professor, writer, and fellow thinker Owen Strand. Owen is a professor at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and has written extensively, particularly on the collision of Christ and culture. Owen and I will be talking today about the phenomenon of Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson has gained a lot of attention in recent months through his YouTube videos and New York Times best-selling book, 12 Rules for Life. Peterson is not a Christian, but writes and talks extensively about the Bible. He also talks about things that seem to be pushed out of conversation these days, like gender roles and manhood. Peterson has a lot of people talking, but is that helpful or harmful to the church? What people will find with Peterson is a kind of psychotherapeutic moralism that is rooted in tradition, and some of it may even be rooted in the Bible as a historical or traditional book but not as a supernatural or divine book. So is he good for Christianity? Or is he bad for Christianity? I couldn't think of a guy that I'd rather have joining me in this conversation. So thanks for joining Owen Strand and me as we think through it. So kind of storming through uh, the, the, the world. I mean, men are talking about this. Women are talking about this. Young evangelical men... Uh, are talking about this the the Jordan Peterson phenomenon. Um, I I'll be honest, I have not watched a, a lot of his YouTube videos. I know you have watched some. Mm-hmm. We have both read the book Twelve Rules for Life. What's been What's been interesting to me, Owen, is uh, people that I talk to, both kind of in Christian circles and and not in Christian circles, uh, that are both finding. Peterson, so helpful, mm-hmm. so they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, brilliant man. He's done a lot of uh, study of just humanity and, and how people think. Uh, he's he's obviously a master of Western civilization and just uh, uh, he's incredibly well read. Um, he is. I find him, and I've had people have mixed reviews on this. I find Peterson just because I like the sources that he's drawing from. Uh, interesting to read, easy to read. Uh, though some people I've heard say he doesn't get to his point quick enough. And so I've heard different critiques there. I'm curious your thoughts in just terms of readability. We can get to that. But the fundamental question I want to talk to on this podcast is, Jordan Peterson, is he helpful or harmful to the Christian church? That is a fascinating question. Um, Peterson fundamentally, as I see him, offers three major things that all have to be handled with care because he is a complex thinker. So I, you know, he defies kind of easy categorization as I see him. First, he he adheres to a kind of Jungian worldview. So a yeah. psychological worldview based off of Carl Jung and, and a few others, Rogers and, and others, such that um, he sees life in a kind of push and pull tension. Uh, he reads the biblical story archetypally. He does not 
read it as if it is literally true. He's reading it as if it is a fundamentally about man's struggle for meaning out of a backdrop of chaos. Right. So and that's, that's really the the framework of the whole book. That's the framework finding of the meaning book. out of chaos. Right? That's right. So so that's one third of Peterson. The second third is kind of practical wisdom. Uh, so so you know make your proverbs. Bed. Yeah. 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 Proverbs. And people love that. People have always loved that stuff. Um, we talked about Ben Franklin a bit ago. Ben Franklin, you know, was a bestseller because he... The almanac, man. The almanac. It's poor Richard's almanac. He spit out these little pithy sayings. So Peterson has a similar kind of bent towards practical reason, practical wisdom. And then the third part, I would say, is a kind of conservative, a strongly conservative take on the academy, which is a big deal, which we can talk about if you want. I mean, right, and that's what's it's interesting finding like this Harvard guy, right? Uh, not just you know going lockstep with the progressive movement, and so that's what I think. That's what's fast. That's the appeal. A little, I mean, that third category may be the the leading appeal. I'm not sure. You know, no, that is a massive part of it. Is that if this was um, University of Maine at Machias professor, <laughs> the 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 school in the town where I grew up in Maine, uh, make, making this massive stand against, you know, the forces that be in the progressive world. I'm not sure it would have gotten quite the attention, but yeah, you're exactly right. He's, he's Harvard trained. He, he, uh, even, he even Auburn university, the Harvard of the South, <laughs> yes. it may not have gotten the same, but, but yeah, the fact that this is like a Harvard guy, he's yeah. been on the faculty there. He's, he's totally in the milieu of progressivism. Right. And yet, He's saying things that you just don't expect. He's, so, he sounds less like New York Times, more like Wall Street Journal. And that's part of it. You're, you're dead right, is that um, when he is compelled by law uh, to use transgender pronouns, um, though he is very willing to use transgender pronouns in his classes with his students at the University of Toronto where he teaches, um, he, he will use them without, without debate, according to him. If the government is going to compel him to do that, uh, he is going to register his stand. And that is what builds the phenomenon of, of Jordan Peterson. He records uh, a video, I believe, in 2016. He's already been making noise in 2015 about the, the compulsion to use the pronouns, the preferred pronouns of transgender individuals, the government compelling this by law, and he has had enough. That's the point. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's a tipping point. He is a guy who has been in top echelons of the secular university world. And he finally hits his end. That's it. And so he records some some videos to YouTube, just basically talking this through. That pops. Then he has this interview with a a UK journalist who uh, hasn't even read Twelve Rules for Life. I don't think. Right. Yeah. And is and and seems to think that Twelve Rules for Life is all about like uh, recovering toxic masculinity, even though that's not Peterson. That's right. Not, not at him. all. No. Um, he writes extremely empathetically in the book, for example, really movingly for me about his daughter Michaela's struggles with uh, different bodily problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's had multiple surgeries over the years, and you could feel He's the pain. He's pretty vulnerable in the whole book. I mean, he really is. That's that's the interesting about the book, though. It, it's this mashup of, you know, high intellect, high philosophy, mm-hmm. gr- historical study. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Bible comes up in every one of the chapters. Yep. And yet there's this also personal, you know, vulnerability. And so it really is, it's just a fascinating book. Peterson is a modern creature because he is from 
Canada, and he's raised, I believe, in an evangelical home. Definitely raised in the church. Definitely. There's no doubt about it, yeah. He, he's a preacher, really, is what he is, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peterson is a kind of secular, very intellectual preacher. And so, I mean, in a very commendatory he, sense. And, and he sees, yeah, but even to use that point, like, he is teaching the Bible as you would expect from a mainline liberal kind of Protestant uh, you know, church, uh, it, it, there's, it, 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 he doesn't teach scripture. And I, I want to, I want to just say this clearly, like in case you've read Peterson, you're seeing the Bible in there and you're like, Oh, this guy likes the Bible, right? How he is reading the Bible. And Owen made mention of this earlier is in a, is in a totally, uh, he has stripped the Bible of any sort of supernatural divinity. It is, it is a total man-made creation uh, in his mind, it is not a divine work in his mind. However, he respects the Bible. Oh, hugely! But because of its staying power, its historical staying power, uh, and its, and its practical wisdom, its practical wisdom, right? Yeah, it, it it gives you the archetype that you need to take your own life, which is chaotic, and make and it get order ordered. Yeah. Which is, and this is part of why Peterson is an absolute phenomenon. He's pictured in the secular press as if he is, like I was saying a minute ago, this fire-breathing manhood, you know, biblical manhood yeah. advocate. And he's got doses of that, but really he's actually not. It's simply that he is this kind of father figure that millennials and even our generation in many cases have not had being this being the these being the generations that have featured unprecedented levels of divorce and fatherlessness and family breakdown and guess what guess what that has resulted in not not only men men and women both young men and women both who are desperate for both a worldview to frame the world because mm-hmm. nobody really taught that. These are kids who would have been raised in religious traditions, not necessarily evangelical, just religious traditions in decades past. Now they're not. And then secondly, not just the worldview, the practical wisdom. So yeah. Peterson comes offering both, and you, you are dead right, Jason. And somebody you, that's firm enough to actually correct you. Right. You know, so he comes, like you said, with that kind of fatherly tenderness and firmness. Both. That people are so longing for. You know? oh, oh, they are desperate for it, both men and women. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not just a manhood thing, though it, it is that. He comes and he tells you to, you know, clean your room and, and what does he say, bucko? Uh, get yourself sorted, sort yourself out, bucko. I think that's the, the famous phrase. Well, even his, even his uh, chapter on parenting, you know, yeah. is fascinating. You yeah. know, it goes so against, you know, don't let your kids do anything that would make you not like them. You know, again, practical, right. you know, I mean, the first chapter, stand up straight with your shoulders back. That's where it gets the lobster chapter. You know yes. what I mean? But just, you know, and and it's all... So let's start getting to some of his conclusions. So what, what I find in Peterson, and I feel like I cut off a good point there, but it's probably lost now. Uh, so in the podcast yeah, chaos. It is It is lost in the podcast. Again, as I said last time, these people are listening on double speed anyway, so That's let's right. just keep going. But... Um, what I, so what I, what I found, I said to you actually in a conversation we had over dinner, he gets depravity, and, and he gets depravity in a sense of he gets, uh, uh, he gets you know, the brokenness of the world. He gets the, the chaos of the world, I mean, to use his words. Mm-hmm. The problem that I see with uh, Peterson is that from that depravity, from that chaos, he is seeking the answer. Right, and so basically, he sees the problem of the self. Yes. But then he says, "Well, now you should just now the self can fix the problem." Mm-hmm. 
And so that's the inconsistency of, it's, it's like the, the chapter, he's, he's getting some things right, 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 and then he gets to the actual rule, mm. to the actual conclusion, and there's no power behind it. There's no, mm-hmm. so I'm curious to see if this book will actually even help anybody. Mm. I think it's going to help the group we were talking about a minute ago in a this-worldly sense. So if you did not connect with your dad, uh, guy or girl uh, alike, and so you weren't trained by your dad to, you know, clean up your room and do the basic things that a normal father or mother does, not not necessarily like, you know, teaching seminars for family life or something about parenting, right? right yeah. Just basic dadness and momness. If you didn't have that, you read this book, you're going to get a it's good helpful. bunch of practical, practical wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. You are, and you're going to get a good dose of what we could call a conservative worldview. Western civilization yeah. worldview. Yeah. Much of which, I mean, he's, he's, he's delving into C.S. Lewis a good bit, for yeah. example, as yeah. well. Much of which I agreed with as I read it. But you are also correct, totally correct, that he cannot get you over the line. I, I said this in a review I wrote for the Center for Public Theology at Midwestern Seminary, where I teach. I said, Peterson reminds me of the, the, the type that, uh, that we hear about in, in the New Testament, where they're close to the kingdom of God, but they're, they're not in it. We, we read this in the book of Acts. Um, some of you are not far from the kingdom of uh-huh, God. Uh-huh. And that's Peterson to me. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> there is eternity in that little sentence because, yeah, yeah. right, you're close. You're so close. And so I read 12 rules, and I don't mean to sound super pious, but I was moved to pray for him, as I'm sure many, many people have been who are evangelical, because he's point, so close. You're like, this guy should become a Christian tomorrow. Like, you know, he just needs to, to, to believe in the resurrection, and yes. he'll, he'll be there. Yeah, he, it's missing that supernatural, uh, it, it's total materialism, it's total naturalism, it's not... He's missing the supernatural element that that obviously Christianity he, has. He is the C.S. Lewis, I think, of our generation. Mm. Not not meaning he's a he's a born again believer now, that's, but he's yeah. kind of a secular. That's a good description. Secular C.S. Lewis, and like Lewis, who who had these jumps in his conversion story from total atheism to theism to a kind of tentative Christianity, to embracing, as you say, the atonement and the resurrection. I, I wonder where Peterson is there. Uh, I pray that he will get all the way up, yeah. so to speak. So is Peterson helpful or harmful <laughs> for the Christian church? I would say this. He is not ultimately helpful in that he cannot get you to God, frankly, so he cannot give you ultimate truth. But all wisdom is God's wisdom, and all truth is God's truth. And so in that sense, if you, if you have not had anyone give you a broader worldview framework of the world, if you have not further, as we have talked about, had parents or religious figures help you understand how to live, that's what this book is about. Yeah. It's not actually a philosophy textbook. He's written Maps of Meaning, which is a way more Have dense. you read that? I have not read it. I, I want to read that, too. I mean, it, it, it seems—anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked yeah. on that, but— the, the premise of that book seems fascinating. It me. does. No, I completely agree with you. But, um, but Peterson is helpful if you, if you are a Christian, but you haven't had that kind of structure built into your life. He just can only take you so far, and you have to handle him with care. And so I would never give Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life book to a guy at Midwestern I'm, I'm meeting with regularly and say, swallow this whole. Yeah. I would say, let's talk this through. Right, yeah. Because there's some serious truth here, 
and then and then there's some serious error here. Yeah, uh, that's what I would say. So I'm actually taking a men's group through it at Christ Covenant. And I think some of them have kind of struggled with them. And I said, guys, I, I, what we're, our purpose in this is try to help us be better thinkers. So mm-hmm. the same thing to your point. Uh, we are doing that, and I wouldn't want to do it unless I was having the conversation with exactly. these guys every Thursday morning to say, okay, let's what what can we take away from this chapter, and what you know, where does he miss the mark on this chapter? I think I would say if you're just reading the book, he's probably not helpful for a very young believer for a new Christian, because I wouldn't want the power of the gospel to be neutered by this kind of practical secular moralism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for a mature believer who who does have his sights on disciple-making, actually, I think he, he, is, he is helpful in terms of at least he's a good conversation starter. Mm-hmm. So I had a great conversation the other day with a guy that I know, not a believer, but he's been reading Peterson, mm-hmm. and he's fascinated by Peterson. And this guy's not a believer, not even, not, you know, to the, he's yes. not very close to the kingdom. I wouldn't say <laughs> this guy is, yes. it, but he, but to your point, he's, he, he's finding in Peterson some of those things that he, his heart really longs for. Mm-hmm. And so for him, it was helpful for me to help him think, to, 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 for Peterson to be a start and for me to take that momentum and, and hopefully try to point him to the more fulfilling uh, truthfulness that, that obviously the Bible gives and that Christ brings. Yeah, I would say uh, in in those lines, buy some copies of Peterson if your book fund is a little fat right now. And uh, honestly, as a pastor, as a disciple maker, um, find guys in the local coffee shop, go to the local university or college, and and you know strike up a real connection with somebody and then read it through with them and here i'm thinking not so much first of discipleship although i totally think you can use this book it's pre-conversion discipleship but pre-conversion discipleship is especially where i think this is a good thing when i see when i see young men in the airport carrying 12 rules i think and i i haven't always made this happen been able to make it happen in some cases but i think that's a young man i would like to talk with yeah yeah for all these reasons mm-hmm. because because they're now thinking about ultimate reality and they're thinking about the way their life is ordered and those two things are directly connected and now i have a bridge to talk about actual <laughs> ultimate reality so if you're reading the book and you actually do have questions uh you know i'm going to definitely make myself available you can find my email at our webpage, and I, you know, I, I hate to make Owen available, but even through email, no, I'm sure good. he'd be willing to answer any questions you have. So both yes. of us are available. If you're listening to this podcast, you've been reading the book, you have actual questions. We don't really have time in the podcast to really dig deep into, uh, you know, actual chapters and, and actual things that we maybe agree with or disagree with, but just wanted to get the conversation started. Any final thoughts on Peterson? Yeah, I think um, Peterson... Peterson is that type that we have lost. He is, um, he is the university professor who isn't just paid a salary to get up and pontificate in class. He actually cares about his students. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a psychologist. He's yeah. a clinical psychologist at the University of Toronto. He's, according to him, logged something like 25,000 hours. This and is a book written from experience. Yeah, it's not just a, a smart guy sitting down and Human writing Human experience, his, yeah. Yeah, his philosophy of life. He has counseled people through all sorts of stuff. And uh, so, so all that to say, he is a fascinating individual. He's a diminishing type in the West. It is really 
it's really sad to see how people actually haven't engaged him well and have written him off. One one writer famously called him in the New York Review of Books a fascist mystic. I mean, you just realize like this is where articulating yeah, yeah. Uh, that there's manhood and womanhood, which Peterson does. He believes in those things, though he, he grounds them psychologically where you and I would ground them ontologically in God. He, he actually gives these, he dares to speak up on these things and he has drawn ferocious response. So a figure worth engaging, but engaging with care. Yeah, that's helpful. That's helpful. Yeah, he's 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 the secular version of a pastor theologian. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Uh, Agree. A, a, a philosopher, psychologist. So, well, this has been a super helpful conversation. As always, Owen, thanks for coming on the podcast. I can't wait for our next conversation. But for now, as we think about Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, for Owen Strand, I'm Jason Dees, encouraging you to think through it. Thank you.